Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I thought it'd be fun to share the masterclass I ran a few weeks ago called The Abundant Coach Success Secrets. I'm sharing part one today. And obviously in this podcast, you'll hear the audio and I think you'll really enjoy it. I teach frameworks and ideas that I think I've pieced together over the years, but I put it into one consolidated framework for you, which I think you're going to love. And if you love this audio and then want to watch the video where I have slides and I actually use the whiteboard to like demonstrate with visuals what I'm talking about, I think you'll really enjoy that. Go ahead and opt in using the link in the show notes so that I can send you all three videos for you to watch. And as always, thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of housekeeping in the beginning and share a little bit of my story Then we're going to dive into the content. How these next two days are going to go. I'm going to share the three secrets about becoming an abundant coach. And for me, this can have to do with money. And I believe what's even more incredible and more available to people is the way you feel about your business, the way you feel about working with clients and being a coach, which I think is truly missing in our industry right now. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I want you to make all the money that you want to make, but I think that the way you make it and the way you feel about yourself while you grow your business is important too. And so that's why I chose the word abundant, because to me, it speaks more to the holistic approach. And that's kind of how I roll. And that's what I'm up to today with you guys. So I'm excited. And like I shared in the marketing of this thing, it's how to create a thriving coaching practice with ideal one-on-one clients without needing to build a huge audience, go viral, or be a social media celebrity. Because I am none of those things. I do not have a huge audience. I'm not a social media celebrity. I don't think I've ever had a post go viral, but I have a very successful coaching business because of the things that I'm going to teach today. And if you've been in my world for a while, some of these things are very new. You've probably heard principles, but I'm excited to teach frameworks that I've never taught before that I think are really going to resonate with people who got into coaching, one, to help people, right? It's like, yes, I want it to be a career, but the reason I chose coaching and not real estate or crypto or something different is because I love helping people. Like, this is really going to resonate for you guys. What I want you to know as we get started, if you struggle to grow your business, you are not alone. I know it can seem like so many people are successful. And when you hit a rough spot or if you haven't signed a client or if things feel difficult, it's easy to think that there's something wrong with you. But I want you to know you're not alone. That is why we're here together, because I know the struggles from myself and from helping clients. So I don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with you or that something's different about you. This industry, one, is growing really rapidly, but also like there are certain ways to do it that maybe you haven't uncovered, which hopefully we'll uncover this week together. Number two, I know there's a lot of misinformation out there and pressure, and I want to help you navigate it. I didn't say solve for it because I don't think it's something we solve for, but I do think it's something we can navigate together because it can be confusing. Like so-and-so said this, there's contradicting advice. You don't necessarily know if what people are saying is true. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that because I think it's easy to get on a masterclass and be like, I don't know. I'm like, I know it's good. It's good to be a little skeptical. <laughs> and this is not a program. Like number three, I said, marketing gurus for coaches want to sell you 20K in 20 days. You know, the little ads you see online. This definitely isn't that. I don't teach get rich quick. I don't believe in it. I actually don't think that's the best way to grow a coaching business. And so this is going to be the slow burn way. This is going to be about building relationships over time. 
So if you wanted to get rich quick, you're in the wrong place. But I bet most of you aren't in the wrong place. If you think there's a misrepresentation about coaches' success online, there is. And I want to address it. We'll talk about it this week. And the last one, it's cheesy, but it's true. I do believe in you. If we and I were to sit down in real life, you would feel that for me. I hope you feel that this week. I might not know you, but I feel like if you're someone who would get on a masterclass like this, if you're someone who would choose to enter the cheesiest industry there is, the life coaching industry, like we have a lot in common. And I know it takes a certain kind of person to even call themselves a coach and to do this work. And so this is an incredible career. I know there's a wide range of people on this call, depending, you know, maybe you're a beginner, maybe you're in it, maybe you're fully booked and you just kind of want to see what I have to offer. That's totally fine too. All of it's welcome because I love coaches and I love what we do. And so this week is going to be about doing what we do in a way that resonates with you, that allows you to sign clients and that helps you have a vision for how you're going to grow your business beyond obviously this week. What we're going to get out of this week together, newer coaches will know exactly what to do to sign their first handful of clients. That's truly, in my opinion, the hardest part about being a coach is going from like zero to five is very difficult. You have to get over a lot of your own fears. Coaches who already have signed clients will know how to get fully booked and stay that way. Coaches who are seasoned will know how to efficiently keep their client pipeline full so that you're not just fully booked once and then you have to start from scratch. And if you want to add in a wait list or raise your prices over time, you can. Coaches who want to integrate small groups or masterminds into their business model will know how it all fits and how to do it seamlessly while still signing one-on-one clients. That's what I love to do. And so we're going to talk about all of it. No matter where you're at in the spectrum, I know you're going to get something from our time together. So in the next three days, this is my goal, to get you to believe that building a word-of-mouth business by implementing a lighthouse business model, which I'm going to teach you, into your business is the key to unlocking the impact and income you want as a coach. And I'll be showing you my never-before-seen frameworks. So if you've been in my world a while, welcome, because some of it you'll recognize and some of it will be brand new to you. So I'm going to share a little bit about my story. I was really hesitant because I don't like sharing my success, which is funny. It's something I'm working on, but I think it's good because you need to know that this is real, that it actually works. And so what I want you to do is listen to my story, but hear how you fit into this story because the work that I did is something that is available to everyone. I don't think I'm a unicorn. So this is what I've been up to. I've been coaching lots of people. I've coached seven-figure CEOs. I've coached luxury real estate agents. I've coached Unique coaches like a gymnastic coach, copywriters, dozens of business and life coaches, stay-at-home moms, you name it, I've done it. And I've also helped coaches get fully booked, sign their first clients, make six figures, lots of things. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is so that you can see the path before you as viable and probable for you, that this isn't a fluke. I think it's easy when we're in the beginning of our business, we have a lot of optimism and then we get into it and it feels a lot harder than we thought. I know for me, I was so excited to call myself a life coach. I was so excited to do what I love, to work from home. And then it was like a lot harder than I had anticipated because I had always been kind of like the coach type, right? Always like chatting with people and having deep conversations and giving people insights and ahas. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that, that you've kind of been a coach your whole life. And so I thought being an entrepreneur would be this just exciting. And then it's like crickets, way harder than I thought. I got a lot of no's. But if you stick with it, you'll hear me say things like, until it works, there is success for you. Okay. Where it all started. Some of you know this, some of you don't. I started my business as a young mom and I put this picture of VIP kid because I worked for this company. I would wake up at like 3 a.m. to teach English in order to pay our bills. 
My only goal when I started my coaching business was to replace that income, which was about $600 a month. And so I was burning the candle at both ends. I felt a lot out of my league on the business front. So I would like consume a lot of business content, which didn't help me with my coaching business at all. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I really wanted it. I knew that coaching was something that I was a natural at, something that I loved, something that I was excited about. But I started in difficult circumstances for my family. And so I want you to know if you are in that circumstance and you're like, I don't know how to grow this business when things feel so hard at home. Like I intimately know that struggle. I tried to make money in a lot of different ways. Coaching was just one of them at this time. But coaching always stood out to me as something that I wanted to pursue. If you didn't follow me back then, I was all over the place. I was selling PDFs. I was doing like single programs, six-week coaching sessions, mini sessions, single sessions, intensives, month to month. I was like just throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out how to make it as a coach. And I did get some success. It's not like nothing worked, but it felt random. It felt like a fluke. Maybe you said that thought before. I also didn't know like, how do I not feel so crazy? How do I like actually make this a legitimate professional career? And what can be going was my family, for sure. I was super motivated to not do VIP kit at 3 a.m. I wanted to do something meaningful. I always wanted a career that gave back to me that way. And I wanted to use my divine gifts to contribute to the world. Like I was doing so many different things to make money. And I knew if I could figure out how to build a coaching business, it would change my life. And like I said earlier, it wasn't as easy. I didn't have time to market. I was like nursing my baby. I was working at my kitchen table at random times. I didn't have any accessible mentors. This was a big one that were doing what I wanted to be doing. I saw big memberships. I saw people with huge platforms. I saw people teaching and being viral on social media. And I had an audience of like 100, maybe even less, like 96 people. And I was just trying to see what would stick. And I felt a little overwhelmed, but I was gritty. Like I wanted to figure this out. So I stuck with it. But underneath it all, I was really worried that even though I was educated, I had a bachelor's degree in psychology. I worked really hard. I truly have a good heart. Like I knew that my intentions were good. It didn't just happen. And I think for a lot of coaches, that's the frustrating thing. For us, it's like, I want to help people. Why isn't this working? And so that's where I was at my business. And I was making about $600 to $1,000 a month. So it felt like a huge milestone for me because I got to leave the IP kit. I didn't have to wake up at 3 a.m. and teach English to kids in China who wrote, you know, they're pooping during class. If you saw the little picture and I got through it because something changed. Dun, dun, dun. I really feel like I was led to the book. If you've been in my world for a while, you've heard me talk about this book. And if you've never heard of this book, you're going to go read it after this masterclass. I read a book called The Prosperous Coach, and it resonated in a way that is hard to describe to me now because it felt like this is what I had been looking for. I didn't want to do funnels. I didn't want to be viral. I didn't even want to be famous. Like I didn't really want any of that. I wanted to coach. I wanted to do meaningful work privately, almost like anonymously. And I wanted to do it in a way that felt good to me, which in our work, our zone of genius is relationships and conversation. So it was like, how does content, how does going viral, how does growing my email list fit into my zone of genius? And so I discovered, I guess, or was able to articulate for the first time, I needed to be a powerful coach who built their business word of mouth with a compelling offer that attracted my best clients. That idea changed my business and honestly changed my life because it set me on a path that I didn't even know was available. The problem with what I'm going to teach you is that we are kind of anonymous. I know coaches like me who are very successful, but they don't have a huge audience, so you don't know them. And that's the problem. 
this business model of signing one-on-one clients without needing to know the algorithm, without needing to understand automations or anything like that. Like that was not shown to me because they're just doing their work in the world kind of privately, kind of anonymously, word of mouth. And so my hope today is to teach you how to do that for yourselves. This idea that my entire business can be built around one-on-one coaching, it still is that way. I do have groups, but I feel like my business is one-on-one coaching. The other big idea that changed my life is my entire business could be built with relationships. Just talking to people, serving people. You can use content, podcasts, events to facilitate the relationship, but you don't have to be this tech person. You don't have to be viral or popular even to make it as a coach. That was really good news for me. This is the Lighthouse business model. Think of it like a blueprint that we're going to be talking about this week. There's really only four things that you have to do. Create a transformational high value offer. We're going to talk about offers tomorrow. Build relationships with people who align with my values and vision. You get to choose the kind of people that you work with. It's the best news. Have powerful, memorable conversations with people and invite those people to work with me. That's what I discovered was the business model. So you can literally leave this masterclass right now. And if this is all you took away, and you focus on actually executing these ideas, you would build a business if you stick with it long enough. Like I said, this isn't a get rich quick, but this is a get rich as a coach if you stay in this game, if you do these things. Notice this isn't about understanding the algorithm or growing your social media followers or having the biggest email list. None of those things matter because we're after a handful of people that resonate with you. It was such good news. I was so introverted. Even today, I was like really nervous to get on this call because I don't love huge groups. I'm willing to do it, but it's not my favorite. My favorite is one-on-one conversations. Ironic, right? Maybe you resonate with that too. That's why we chose one-on-one coaching. But this was good news for me. What happened when I started doing this? I launched my first high-ticket offer and created the first what I felt like buzz in my business where people actually like wanted what I was talking about. I signed my first $7,000 client. I had my first $14,000 month. I worked with my first millionaire client, which was crazy. We're going to talk about that. Freed up time to create more free content so I was able to serve more. I started working with my best clients and I got fully booked. This obviously is the bulleted list. This did not happen in a single week. But this is what happened over time when I started implementing these things that we're going to talk about this week. So I just saw the chat. Totally an introvert here too. Good to know. Introverts unite. <laughs> That's why one-on-one coaching resonates, right? Okay. What happened for my clients? So after I did that, this is fast forward like years later when I started helping clients do it. I've had clients create down payments for their house without even launching. No launching required for this. If you want to launch, that's fine, but you don't have to launch anything to get fully booked. My clients signing five, seven, ten, $25,000 clients. If high ticket isn't your thing, you can still get a lot out of this. I don't think it has to be exclusive. A lot of my clients like high ticket so they can work with less clients and still make the money that they want to make. Building out other offers. I've had clients write books, do memberships or groups, or just creating more free events for people to help people. Signing clients out of nowhere. I had a client just recently after an 11-month dry spell, signed her first client, going on vacation, buying their dream car, changing their family trajectory, like really starting to build wealth for their family and doing what they love. Like this stuff is incredible. One of the things that I will share with my clients is to be in the miracle because there are miracles happening with coaching. And if it's been a while since you were tapped in, hopefully this is going to help you tap back into that idea. So for me personally, I've made multiple six figures for years in a row. I work with incredible people. I've spoken at conferences. I take time off. I'm not working all the time. I spend time with my family. It feels almost too good to be true, except it's not. This is what I want to teach you. And I'm in my zone of genius. 
The biggest things that I can share is what I feel about my business is peace of mind. I don't have a lot of drama about my business. I feel a lot of certainty and faith in my future. I feel powerful as a coach. And like, I'm really in the miracle of possibilities and the miracle of coaching. This is what I want for you. Some of you have touched this. I know for me in the beginning of my business, it was like total possibility. And then you get in it and the reality smacks you in the face sometimes about how hard it is to find clients or getting rejected and told no, them signing with your friend instead of you, that happens. But this is available. So this is what we're going to do this week. Today, we're going to talk about the power of relationships. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about creating your premium offer, whether that's high ticket or not. I don't want you to get caught up in that. Think highly valuable for your person and for the person who you're excited to coach, not just the person who's willing to pay you money. Like truly like an exchange where you are as invested and excited in the relationship as your client. And then Wednesdays, I'm going to teach you about how your best clients will find you, which was good news for me because introvert, you know. Sound good? Secret number one, the power of relationships, how to build a sustainable business without ads going viral or being a social media celebrity. Let's set it. I have a podcast and some of you are going to recognize this. I taught this at the Fearless Business Workshop, if that's how you know me. I also taught this in my podcast. I wish it was a better name <laughs> or acronym. It's not. This is what I have. Sickle, N-S-I-C-L. This is about you as the coach. The N is for need nothing. One of the things that I know will destroy a coaching business is if you need clients. That emotional feeling of I need someone to validate my idea. I need to make money. I need to prove that this is legitimate will poison your ability to see people clearly and serve them, which is the next one we're going to talk about. So I believe in absolute abundance. This is something that's an internal shift in you before the clients come. This is also about not looking to your business to meet your needs. So in the beginning, one of the things that I mentioned is that I worked lots of little jobs. The biggest one was VIP Kid to make money because I knew I couldn't need my business to make money. It would cloud my judgment. It would cloud my ability to serve people. And so that was one of the things that I unconsciously did. Now, it's something that I really recommend. If you need to make money, I would not depend on your coaching income because I think it makes you fuzzy and not able to see clearly. So if you're in a situation where you need to make money, get strappy and in creative, in my opinion, so that you can do this, so that you can need nothing, so you can bring your fullest self to your business in a way of service. The other things that I think contribute to needing nothing is having a grateful heart. Like even looking at this group today, like I'm really grateful that you're here. I'm grateful for every client that signs. Like I truly feel like it's such a gift that I get to do this. The next thing is to judge no one, assume nothing, and choose humility. This is how we need nothing. And my last bullet is do the inner and external work to need nothing. This is both. Do the inner work where the mentality changes, where you feel content with your life. Even better if you feel an overflow in your life, no matter the circumstances. It's so much easier to give and serve and lead clients when you don't need something from them. External work might be required. For me, it was working a different job to make ends meet. It could be budgeting. It could be getting creative. It could be selling things. I don't know what it is for you, but I didn't ever want to get on a console with someone and need them to say yes or things are going to get scary at home. I don't think that's the best approach for building a coaching business where it's all about service which leads us to number two, sir. So we're going to talk about the lighthouse metaphor in a little bit. I like thinking of services like shining my light to people who either know me or don't know me, but I try to help them. This can include content. It can include personal service, like getting on a phone call with someone or sending people a book. In general, I think this means sharing your way of being in the world. 
coaches are unique in the way that we think. We think about personal responsibility. We think about radical transformation. We think about creating the life that you actually want intentionally. We have a different way of approaching life. And it's just being honest about that and sharing it with the world. And then, of course, like creating value, which you've probably heard before. I is for invite. This looks like calls to action and content, personal reach outs and invitations, networking, following up. The biggest thing for me when I think about invitations is my last one. They should be clear, safe, powerful, and frequent. Making invitations publicly and privately is how we let people know we're open for business. If you're not making these kinds of invitations, that tells me something about what you're thinking about yourself. Usually it's like, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm selling. I don't know if I can actually help. And so I think the best thing you can do is have clarity about who you are and how you help. So that when you make invitations, you feel compelled and believing in it. The next one is to create. I love the word create as a self thing. Like I create myself. You can choose to be whatever kind of coach you want to be. That's not really discussed in the online space a lot, but you truly can just decide what kind of coach you want to be. There are no rules. And I think high level coaches create themselves every day to be powerful, to be of service to be a leader, and you can start doing that no matter where you're at in business. I also think we create our clients based on how we think about and speak to our clients. I'm going to talk about predictability, possibility, potentiality. And one of the best things that I can teach you is to use your imagination to create your clients. So often we accidentally think about people we already know or people who told us no on a consult or someone who's following us on social media Instead of using our pure imagination to create a client we would love to work with. And so I think part of our work as a coach is to create our clients as powerful, as capable, as decision makers. That's how we are able to meet them in their power and so that they make a powerful decision to work with you. And then the last one is lead. I use the word lead in the context of like they want to work with you. A lot of times clients will be on a consult or maybe they're DMing you or emailing you and they need you to lead them through the yes because they're nervous, they have their doubts. And as a coach, I think part of our work is to lead them through a yes, not to persuade them, not to convince them, but to lead them through the yes. And we'll talk more about what that means. I put here on the little bullet, don't shy away from saying they would be a good fit for coaching. I say things like, well, selfishly, I'd love to work with you. I think you'd be a great fit for one-on-one coaching. Things like that, because I'm not afraid of putting them on the spot to make a powerful decision to work with me. And so if you've ever had the experience of like, it was time to make an offer and you kind of got nervous. And so you were like, well, let me know if you want to work together. I've been there. <laughs> and I think if you want to take your coaching skills up to the next level and your enrollment skills up to the next level, you lead people through the yes. This is where it's really important that we need nothing. We don't need them to like us. We don't even need them to say yes. We are here in service to them. And sometimes service means helping them make a powerful decision about working together. So if we're working on these things, need nothing, serve, invite, create, lead, I put them all as number one <laughs> because this isn't like step one. And then once that's completed, you move to step two. This is something that you're continuously doing. This is how you become an abundant coach. And I make a bold promise in this. I say deploy all five continuously for a long enough time. Never need a client again. And I believe that. One of the things that I think I did well, that I didn't know I did well at the time, and the clients that I have that are successful never stop doing these five things. They're always serving. They're always working on their inner game so that they need nothing from people. They are here to love and serve. They're always inviting. 
They're always creating and they're always leading. Like I said, this isn't one, two, three, four, five. This is what I do as a coach all the time. And if I had to pick one that I think you come back to, it's need nothing. When I'm nervous to go live, when I'm nervous for this call, I tell myself this isn't about me. I don't need something here. I'm here to give. And that gets me right out of my own fear really fast. So if you struggle with what people think of me, I'm not good on social media. I don't have the right words. I'm not as good as so-and-so. Just remember, all of a sudden you made this business about you. And this whole business is built on serving clients. If you can switch to serving clients, it will move you out of fear, out of doubt. It's the fastest thing that I use. It's like, this isn't about me. So NSICL, Sigil, is the foundation of the Lighthouse business model. This is what you have control over. We're going to talk about now it's kind of like blending the ideas between you as the coach. And now we're going to start talking about the kinds of clients that are observing you. So I like to think of being a coach like being a lighthouse. And I've written about this. I've talked about this. And I was like, I'm going to teach this. <laughs> and I'm going to teach it in a way that I've never taught it before. If you've been in my world, you know I talk about predictability, possibility, and pure potentiality. And I want you to think almost like, I couldn't quite formulate it, almost like a radius, but imagine you're a lighthouse and there's the ocean out there of people who are looking for something. Coaches are a great set for people who want to move in the direction of something, right? There's something that they want that they don't have yet. And they see your light and maybe other lighthouses, coaches, books, therapists, mentors, influencers, people shining their light. To me, that's like social media, that's podcasts, that's books being written, that's in-person events. And they're shining their light and they're swimming in the water trying to figure out where should I go? What lighthouse is going to bring me to the safety and the results that I want? And the reason that I like these three tiers is because it helps you when nothing is working to remember it is always working and it was always working, maybe not on your timeline. And so when I think about these people, when I think of pure potentiality, they see me, they've heard of me. I might not know them. If they're in the context of possibility, we probably have conversations. They tell me that they resonate with me. Maybe they like my picture on social media or they tell me that they listen to my podcast. Like we know of each other. When I think of a predictable client, they're like, I'm ready to work with you. I love you. Let's book a consult or let's work together again. This is another way of seeing it. They know you. You don't know them in pure potentiality. Your light reaches them through referrals by your clients telling them about you, free content, speaking, guests on podcasts, and unknown ways. I like to say I sign clients from places known and unknown because it leaves the door open for miracles, in my opinion. Possibility, maybe you know of each other. Your light reaches them through free and paid group experiences, free and paid private experiences. They binge your content. They take you up on offers that you're selling or free offers that you're promoting. I like to think of about the people like you would know their face. You're not sure if they're interested in coaching, but like they're in your sphere. And then predictable is you love them. They love you. You have a relationship. This is where you're on a consult. You're having conversations or a renewal conversation. They've already worked with you. We talk to these people differently, right? So if I'm talking to someone who's on a consult with me, I'm making a very powerful, direct invitation to work with me. If I'm talking to my audience on social media, I'm trying to be helpful. I'm being relevant. I'm adding consistent value and I'm making invitations, but I'm not making a bold, direct invitation about their life. That happens when it's in predictability where you're actually talking to them one-on-one. -on -one. 
impossibility where it's like, maybe they're interested. I give a lot of calls to action. I invite them to reach out to me. I invite them to come to a masterclass, right? I hope that they want to learn more from me and take the next step. And this is what we're always doing. We're doing all three all the time. The mistake that I've made when I got fully booked the first time, I focused on what's predictable and I stopped speaking to the people and imagining the people who I didn't know. I think the best way to keep your pipeline full is to keep imagining your best clients as coming still, that they're always coming and finding you. When talk about seeing pitfalls, I think struggling coaches spend too much time thinking and obsessing over people in their field of predictability because this feels like rejection. This feels awkward or pressure filled. So when I think about what's predictable, it's like, oh, so-and-so opened my email but didn't click the link to book a call with me. And then we spin out, right? Or it's like, I sold on my Instagram about this free coaching offer and I saw that 30 people looked at it, but like no one bought, no one clicked the link, no one signed up for a console and we spin out. And so what I want to offer is that we want to actually move into possibility and potentiality when we're thinking about our clients. In possibility, maybe you're only thinking about people who you've either worked with or are maybe going to work with. Maybe it's people who open your email and say that they love you and you only think about them when you're writing an email or when you're sharing about your work together. I really think it limits because what I want you to do is write to clients in their power, to see people in their power. And to me, that means they're capable. They can make powerful decisions. They want coaching. And sometimes the people on our email list don't necessarily fit that. And so we need to actually tap into our imagination to write to this person. This is part of creating our clients with our thoughts, with our words. So for me, these are the people I innovate for. I don't necessarily know them. I imagine them. These are the people I allow to take up my mental space. I think about my clients, but I don't think about that random person on Instagram who said they were going to hire me and then ghosted me. I don't spend time thinking about people like that. I spend time imagining the powerful client I would love to work with. This is how I keep myself in the abundant state of mind because I'm not thinking about people and putting pressure or wondering if they're going to come back or wondering if they're going to hire me or why they unsubscribe from my email list or whatever drama my mind likes to come up with. The other thing that is powerful at potentiality is I don't need anything from them because I don't know who they are. How could I need something from them? And so it's total abundance when I think about someone in potentiality. This is who I write my emails to. This is who I create my podcast for. And if it resonates with my clients or people in possibility or predictability, great. That's awesome. And it often does. But I'm still creating from what I like to think of like entrepreneur imagination, someone I would love to work with. So as a framework in predictability, these are the people I lead through a decision to work together or not. They're like in my world, they're strongly considering it. They've told me that maybe we are on a consultation or we had a consultation. They need me to lead them through their yes or no. In possibility, these are the people who love my content and my offers. They're in my world. I know them. We have somewhat of a relationship, but I'm not attached because I need nothing, right? That's part of the NSICL. I need nothing from them, but I keep sharing my content, making offers, inviting. It doesn't stop. In pure potentiality, these are the people I think about the most. Like I said, when I write my emails, when I record my podcast. So I think that this is what trips people up because in pure potentiality, you don't know who they are. You don't know when they're going to reach out and they don't know when it's all going to happen. And I think that can feel like chaos. And so when I teach about pure potentiality, I teach faith because without faith, it does feel like chaos. It does feel random. But as you do this work long enough, you're going to start to see patterns where you had this little thought about this person that you'd love to work with from pure imagination, pure potentiality. 
And then one day it's like that person's in your Zoom room and you're like, wait, I hadn't thought about that. It's easy to think that's a fluke. But what I want you to do is I created that. There are no flukes. If you have ever created a client, you know how to create clients. If someone came out of nowhere, you created that client still with your thinking, with your beliefs, with your action. In possibility, I know people that might hire me. Maybe we'll work together. You know, maybe it's someone who let you know like they're thinking about it or that they heard about you and they're following you. It's not bad to be a possibility or predictability. It can just feel almost graspy. Like I imagine a coach who has a consult with someone and they really want it, but now is not the right time. And then you're thinking about that person all day long. And then you write an email thinking about that person instead of thinking someone who's ready, capable, loves coaching, wants to say yes when you sell your coaching. We want to sell and think about the people who are like ready to roll. That comes from pure potentiality because you can't know them. Other things. Predictability is you're getting a heck yes or a heck no on a consult. There is no maybe. It's like, we're either going to work together or we're not. That's how I'm talking to them. In possibility, I have no idea. They're reading my emails. They're following me on social media. Maybe they see me at events or listen to my podcast. I don't know. I just know I'm adding value. My potentiality, I'm just using my imagination. I'm using faith that sounds crazy until you see it work. <laughs> I think the most underrated thing I can share here is that pure active faith moves mountains in your business. One of the realizations I had when I was starting to create momentum in my coaching business is that I started to see things that I just had only thought about start to happen. And that's what I mean by it's not a fluke. You start to see I created this with my belief. And it's not that you stopped taking action. It's not that you stopped serving people and inviting people. But I think there's power in speaking to your best client. And sometimes all we have available, I know for me when I got started is like my high school or college friends, my coworkers, my family friends that were following me on social media. And so it's easy to look at the predictability and get caught up in that of like, well, you're going to work together or not. Like that feels weird because I don't know if you even want it. And you just do the spinning out. I think pure potentiality is a way to invest in your future with your thoughts and with your action without spinning out in mind drama. This requires a different way of thinking because you don't know them. You have to believe in them. I can't even tell you how many times like the word lurker comes to mind and not a negative way. I'm a lurker when I hire my coaches. They don't know who I am. I don't come to their thing. Well, I like come, but I don't say anything. I don't even comment on their stuff. One day I'm just like, okay, I'd like to work with you. I get that a lot. I have clients that are like, I didn't know that they were thinking about working with me. I didn't know that they even followed me. I didn't even know their name. And then all of a sudden they're in my awareness and then we're working together. That comes from having faith in those kinds of people, that there are people watching you that you don't know. You don't know their name, you don't know their face, but they are literally right now watching you wondering if they should hire you. Those are the kinds of people that we speak to. So what this actually looks like, I'm calling this the daily breakdown. Every day you can work on, I need nothing. What does that mean? What do I need to need nothing? Learn to have an overflow mentality in your life. So that was the big shift for me is I'm here to give something. I'm not here to get something. Coaches who are here to get have that needy, pushy energy, but that doesn't create your best clients. Your best clients already want to work with you. You could just choose to believe that. How do I be a match for them? I have to need nothing. I'm here to serve. One of the things that I like to do is to journal or think about my ideal client from pure potentiality and think about what she needs to hear from me today. I do that a lot. Not from someone I know, but from someone I'm imagining the kind of person I would love to work with. And then I write an email to her or I write a post to her. It's powerful because you're not getting caught up in the drama. 
The next thing is to create value. I like to define value as help people achieve their dream outcomes with minimal sacrifice or adversity. You might think you're adding value by posting and sharing, but what I really want you to consider is like, how does this post, how does this email contribute to my client's success? Does it? And that's the filter that I run my content through. Like, if they read this, will their life be better? That's creating value. The next very overlooked and underrated way of doing this work is having conversations with people in your network. Followers, clients, past clients, friends, family, let people know what you're up to and serve them. One of the things that I like to do, this is like a more tactical, is like I send books to people. I send podcast episodes to people that I was thinking about. Almost like I just become a vessel. If you think about the lighthouse, it's like I have these ideas and I just send it away. I'm always trying to serve and impact people without attachment because I don't need anything from the person. I think that transactional relationship comes, let's say you send a podcast episode or you have a great conversation with someone and you're secretly like, so are we going to work together? I never want people to feel that for me. And so instead of being transactional, it's really about letting service flow through you without attachment, without needing anything. That will get you further than trying to get what's yours, for sure. Make invitations often and powerfully so people know you're open for business. This is how we let people know we're open for business. It's by saying, hey, we can work together. You can book a free call. You can talk to me about what working together might look like. Come to my masterclass. Come to my workshop. Ask me questions. Get on my email list. Come to a free call with me. Doesn't matter what it is, but if you haven't made an invitation in a while or ever, this is a huge vote for you and the future of your business because this is how people know that you can work with you. <laughs> and so this is something that I think, like I said, powerfully and frequently, this is how we let people know we're open. The other thing that I wanted to share here is to keep showing up and be here until it works. I think the mistake would be doing these things for five days, not signing a client and then being like, it's like, are you willing to do these kinds of things for six months? Are you willing to do these things until it works? The people who make it are just willing to try things and experiment and risk rejection, risk people misunderstanding until they get the results that they want. I got good at consults because I did, I don't even know, hundreds of them, dozens of them. I got good at doing all of the enrollment things because I was just willing to do it. These things, this very unsexy approach and believe in people and their power and believe in pure potentiality. I think the combination is very powerful because when I think about Instagram or platforms where it's almost <laughs> like blood in the water and like there's a shark frenzy that sometimes that's how the coaching industry feels. It's so much more compelling to have a coach that's like, I know who I am. I know how I help. And I know the kind of person that I help and they find me because I'm shining my light for them to find me. That's the lighthouse business model. This doesn't mean that you don't do personal follow-ups. You can. You can have personal conversations. I think that's very powerful. But in general, you're just allowing people to see you. You're making yourself available, not trying to go viral, not trying to master the algorithm, not trying to have the most liked social media or the biggest email list. This is about knowing that the right people will find you. That's a statement of faith. The right people find me. In fact, on day three, we're going to talk about your best clients will find you because the best kinds of clients are seeking people like you out. They are actively looking for people of integrity, people who serve, people who need nothing, and they'll come to you. And that's hard to believe until you've had it happen to you. If you've had it happen to you, you probably know. It feels great when most people find you. That was good news for me because I never wanted to be the person that was like convincing people on the call, you know? 
or like trying to overcome people's objections about working together. What's cool about this model that I'm teaching, the lighthouse model, is I rarely overcome objections for people to work with me. By the time they sign me, they're pretty much ready to work together because over time I've been nurturing the relationship. I've been speaking to them in their power. They've followed me on social media or they listen to my podcast or they've talked with me in person. And like we talked about earlier, it's built on a relationship of safety, which means I need nothing. I'm here to serve. Trust. I am who I say I am. I'm here to serve. I have concepts and ideas and training to help you get what you want. This is about you getting what you want, right? There's a great story about, well, it's not a story. It's called Building Your Story Brand. And he talks about how in business, we need to position ourselves as the guide, not as the hero. Our clients are the hero. So when I think about the lighthouse, it's not, look how great the lighthouse is. For myself, it's like this just plain lighthouse. It's just shining a certain kind of light that speaks to a powerful person in the water who wants the results that I help people get. All of that is available to you. You all have your own versions of that best client. And my question to you is, are you willing to show up for them until they're a yes? Most people are not. You've probably heard that phrase. It's like coaching is a low barrier of entry, high barrier of success, right? It's easy to get into it, hard to succeed. And I think that that's true because I think most people start doing this. They put themselves out there and they risk and they're sharing their thoughts and they're getting rejected. And people are like, oh, it's so cheesy that you're a coach and you have to share your thoughts online or wherever. And then when it doesn't work yet, they burn out and they give up. I started with a group of coaches about the same time as me. We weren't like trained or anything. We just kind of like found each other online and we're supporting each other. And both of them aren't doing coaching anymore. And I truly think it's because of this last line, be here until it works. If you're willing to do that, you will succeed. If you keep shining your light, keep making offers, keep creating content, keep talking to people, keep telling people how they can work with you, keep believing in a client in their power. But the sad truth is most people aren't willing to stay in the game long enough. And what I want for you is to make that internal commitment to be here until it works. I think the difference between commitment and would be nice or we'll see if this works is like galaxies apart. For me, it was always a commitment. There was no other option. Tony Robbins says, burn the boats. That's how he calls it. Like, there are no other options. I will figure this out. And I didn't realize what a gift that was because I didn't really have to work that. I just assumed everyone thought that. Like, well, you're just going to do it until it works. <laughs> but what I found is it gets hard. It gets difficult. And so if you're in a season where things feel really hard in your coaching business, this is the time where you actually develop the faith that signs the clients. We don't develop faith when it's easy. We develop faith when it looks like nothing's working. We choose to believe anyway. That's what I mean by being here until it works. That's what I mean by believing in pure potentiality. I said clients come from nowhere so often that it's like, it's not even from nowhere. It's just that I believe it because I am shining my light and I have been for years and I was willing to do it for years. And I know many of you are willing to do it for years. And so if you're in that season, the best thing you can do is recommit to NSICL, recommit to needing nothing, recommit to serving, recommit to inviting, recommit to creating, and then lead when it's appropriate until you get the clients that you want. This is about building a relationship with people over time. The channels that we do that on can sound like Instagram, LinkedIn, podcasts, email marketing, 
even like you could use your own Gmail. You could just use contacts that you've had for years and do this work. It doesn't really matter what platform or how you do it. The principles are what I want you to take home and think about. We're building relationships with safety, service, and trust. Like I am who I say I am. I know I can help you and I'm willing to show up until you're ready. And I'm not worried about when you're ready. I think that's a gift we give our clients is we don't need them to say yes at a certain time in a certain way, according to our agenda, because we have no agenda. We need nothing. And so for me, when I'm tripped up in business, when I'm spinning out, when I'm doubting, when I'm comparing, it's because I started needing something. And it's like this aha, almost like a breath. Like, okay, I don't need anything. I want this. I want clients. I want to do this work. This isn't about me. This is about me loving this career, loving these people and creating and facilitating transformation. I don't need this. I want this. Such a different energy to build your business with. Need feels running at full speed and you're like feeling like desperation. If you feel desperation, the best thing you can do is not judge yourself, but come back to this. Okay, when did I start needing something? How can I meet that need for myself so that my clients don't need to fill that need? That's not healthy. I don't want my business or my followers or my email list subscribers to fill my need. I'm here to serve them. I got it backwards. I don't need clients. I'm here to help them. That's a powerful stance to take in this industry where there's a lot of people that do need the energy that they're putting off is they need clients because they actually don't believe in people and their power. They don't believe their best clients will find them. And so it's a combination of you doing the things and being the things that people see in the distance, like the lighthouse, and choosing to move toward you and eventually maybe taking you up on an offer and maybe spending a lot of time with you and going deep with you. But I think part of that is also believing in the kind of person that does that. A lot of my struggles came because I actually didn't believe in people. I was worried they couldn't make a decision. I was worried that they didn't want to pay for coaching. And everything shifted when I was like, I believe that they're weak. I wouldn't have said it that way, but that's what was happening. And so the best thing you could do, truly need nothing, and then believe in people and their power. Believe in people and their ability to come up with money to pay you. Believe in people and their ability to reach out to you and you know when they're ready. This takes patience. A lot of patience. There's a lot of belief work that like, should I be doing something more? Like I already posted, I already sent an email. That's when you get to enjoy the miracle of coaching where you get to be in your life. You get to enjoy your personal relationships and hobbies and not need something from your business. I think that's the best combination. So questions for you to ponder before tomorrow. I would really think about number one. This is something that I think about all the time. What do I need in order to need nothing? In the beginning of my business, that was a different job. I needed to be having an income separate from my coaching so that I could fully show up in a way that I didn't need clients. Other times it was like, I need to sleep. I need to take time off. Sometimes I was like, I need a coach. Sometimes it was like, I need to read a certain book to figure this thing out so I could just be there to serve. That's like one of those things that you ask in the quiet by yourself. What do I need in order to need nothing? Number two is an exercise in self-awareness. What clients do I usually imagine when I'm working on my business? If you're really honest with yourself, sometimes it's like you're thinking about the person that told you no two years ago. Are you thinking about a friend who thinks that coaching is a scam? Not going to write your best content when you're accidentally thinking about those person. This is about consciously choosing who you're thinking about. What kind of client would I like to start imagining and creating for now? My recommendation is to go to your imagination. That sounds silly, but it's true. 
from your own imagination, you use concepts and characteristics and ways of being in a person that you would love to speak to. Who would you love to see in your Zoom room every week? You're allowed to be picky. You're allowed to want a certain kind of person. Number four, what powerful direct invitations can I make in the next 24 hours? Bonus points if you make them and it's bold. I once was speaking at a retreat. She like had a question and I was like, I want you to put an offer in your stories right now. And she's like, what? It's like, yes, do it right now. And she like booked a few consults from that one post. And that was the simplest but most powerful thing her business needed. Often, this is what it takes to sign a client. It's just micro faith in the moment that this post will reach the right person. And I'm going to talk about my offer. If you haven't been making invitations, you probably have been needing something back. But if you don't need anything and you make an invitation, that's where it's powerful. You're here to serve. This last question, I even put it in little parentheses, one of my top income producing questions and also one of my top soulful life questions. Who is on my mind and in my heart to serve today? And I don't judge the names that come up. I don't judge if it's someone that ghosted me or it's like my grandma. I do just call or send the text or send a book on Amazon or send the podcast episode that I was thinking of. I don't judge it. I just act on it. This has done more wonders in my business and in my life than I can even like begin to describe. And it takes faith and it also takes non-judgment because sometimes there might be a person that you're like, she doesn't want to hear from me. And your mind shuts that idea down. But that was like an intuitive, soulful hit because this is about connection. Like I think there's a lot more to growing a coaching business than just science. And I think there's a lot of feeling. I think there's a lot of intuition. And so number five is something that I go to in that quiet place. That's another one that's like drown out the noise. Who's on my mind and in my heart to serve today and then have the courage to act. If you do these five things, I know you will have and experience miracles in your life and business. It's about courage to act in the faith that you experience and to act on the ideas that you have. And when in doubt, go back to number one. When did I start needing something? How can I release that so I need nothing and I'm just here to give? I want you to ponder and we will meet again tomorrow for secret number two. We're going to talk about your offer and it's not going to be boring. Like, who's the person? What's the price? We're going to talk a little bit about that, but I think it's going to be way more transformational than that. So I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Tomorrow we meet at 10 a.m. MST. So I'll see you then. You'll get a link in your email and then I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye, you guys. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.